and welcome once again to the center of infinity. This is EK the DJ alongside with Miss Courtney. Hi. And we are here to talk about the weird, the why, the unexplained, the strange, and all that good stuff. We also have a special guest in the studio this evening from FPRI. This is John. This is John. John, tell us what FPRI is. That stands for Fredericksburg Paranormal Research and Investigations. We are a paranormal group based out of Fredericksburg, and we try to travel anywhere possible, but mostly we stay in Fredericksburg and surrounding counties. Awesome. Um, We're going to dive a little bit more into what you do in just a moment, Um, but first I want to tell you about tonight's show and why we have John with us. Tonight's show is about haunted places um and who better to have on our show to talk about haunted places than someone who investigates them professionally um because you know we don't do anything professionally except for courtney she cooks uh (laughs) bakes and cooks bakes and cooks me i don't do anything professionally i just hang out i hang out professionally yeah there you go (laughs) why not i'm a pro at hanging out um so Our first article this evening comes from blog.virginia.org, and it is uh, from 2016, and it is about 10 haunted sites in Virginia with true ghost stories. Um, So I want to skip a bunch of these because I'm really only curious about ones that John is familiar with. Okay. Um, I imagine that you've spent some time traveling through different parts of Virginia. We have, um, yes. I'm curious as to what your favorite experience is. Mm, oh, since I've been doing this? Oh, man, there's there's a couple. Um, let's see, which one was my favorite one? Probably when we were in Culpeper County. Virginia. Culpeper, okay. We were doing a private investigation at a home. We... Uh, we had some shadow play upstairs in the bedroom when we were doing a little session, EVP session. Okay, so not to interrupt, but uh, just in case for our listeners, shadow play and EVP. Shadow play is when you're in a dark room, uh, you got to let your eyes adjust, and you start seeing movement you know, from a distance, and it appears to be a person or something moving. That's what a shadow person is and the, and for shadow play. The most important part of that is it are already in a dark room already in a dark room right. and and a lot of people don't realize when you're in a dark room you're like it's dark well when you're in there for a few minutes your eyes actually adjust and you can actually see pretty good and to see shadows in the dark is pretty creepy on a yeah, lot of people yeah in, in itself absolutely um shadow play is something that i have experienced myself oh, and yeah. it, it it is terrifying it's not fun. for um, some people it is yeah <laughs> well when you don't know what it is it's terrifying and yeah. and the other the other term you used evp oh uh, yeah that's a lo- electronic voice phenomenon that's basically when we're doing the investigations we use little digital recorders voice recorders and we put those out you know everywhere i put a camera we put a recorder and we're basically trying to capture you know somebody talking to us basically so we ask questions we try to get responses that's what that is and if you catch something on there it's called electronic voice phenomenon i love that see that's my as an audiophile i love the i love the concept of evp mm-hmm. we were talking before getting on the air like a echoes echoes of the past i love it that's i love awesome. the, i love the whole oh i just want to i want to just listen I just want to listen to like clips of EVP captures. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of listening. Trust it's, me. It, I know. <laughs> I, but, but I mean, if you go online, you can find like people, Hey, yeah. listen to this. I caught this. Yeah. And I love it, stuff like that. Pretty daggone cool when you catch something, but so going back into your story, I'm sorry. I just let, I, I, I like to uh, define the terms for our listeners whenever we can. Yeah. And this particular night, we, the homeowner was like outside in the yard near the driveway was some trenches where cannons used to sit. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to go out there and check it out. So we go outside. It's December. It's like 20 degrees. It's very cold out. We walk down the driveway, flashlight in hand, digital recorder in hand, and we're asking questions and this and that. And I ask, uh, can you see my lantern, you know, with the flashlight? Didn't hear it with our ears, but we come back in the in the house and I had, uh, I listened to the 27 minutes. And when I said, when I asked, can you see my flashlight? We caught a 14 second EVP. 14 seconds. That's a really long that's a EVP. Very long, 
It was soldiers screaming, musket firing, cannonballs, cannons firing off. That's that's wild. That, that is my favorite Four, EVP. That I've fourteen caught. seconds. That is fourteen seconds long. For our listeners, these Fun. these things are usually like a second long or two seconds long. They're usually very short, very brief. You're, you're lucky to catch anything like that, a right. one word response normally. To get to get those longer recordings, that's that's phenomenal. Um, but we we do live in a very rich area too uh, mm-hmm. of Virginia. Um, we we are surrounded by battlefields. A lot of history um, too. I got to imagine that you've been to a bunch of the battlefields. Uh yeah, I've been to pretty much all of them around the area. Um, Sunken Road is a place we go as well, which is down off of Lafayette Boulevard. Kind of hard to catch anything there because there's always cars and traffic, no matter what time of the night. So it's it's gonna be a personal experience if anything there. Then something on the uh, audio side. If you're lucky to catch anything on camera, that's a plus. But that's hard to do. Yeah, I, video is way less common than the audio stuff. Yeah, but I'm I I can kind of understand that. Like of things that can cross planes, audio makes more sense to me than than visual things. Mm-hmm. You think about like think about the concept of breaking the sound barrier. You're right. It, yeah. It. It, what you see, you can see the sound barrier being broken. Because, uh, and then there, what's the, the deal with light traveling faster than sound or whatever? Yeah. Um, there's definitely a disconnect between visuality, visual elements of things, and we've audible. captured a few things on video and pictures and such, but it's it's really hard. It really is. Uh, so a couple of big ones: Hollywood Cemetery. Richmond. I have not been there yet. Okay. I recently found out that you're allowed to like go in there and walk around. Yeah. Did not know that. I didn't know that either until very recently. So I will do that once it cools down a little bit outside weather wise. Um, any of the uh, plantations or um, or uh, like the, the old hotels? Uh, no hotels around here. I did uh, the Bell Grove Plantation, which is in King nice. George. Uh, I did another one out in Warsaw. It's like one of my first one or two investigations. It was a pretty re- interesting place. Uh, yeah, we did another plantation out in uh, Historic Avenue is what it was called. It was out in uh, Bedford, Virginia. Bedford? We actually did a Paracon that night, then it led into an investigation where we stayed the whole night, which was... That's really cool. <laughs> what I always want to do. That's really cool. Yeah, and motels, I haven't really done none of those yet. I have hit up... Places in Williamsburg and Virginia Beach. You know, a lot of times I don't get any response back. Ferry Plantation House. I actually done that one. Yes, that's that's one in Virginia Beach, right? We've that's, done that one uh, last last summer. I think it was July or August. That that is a sixteen hundreds, right? Sixteen hundreds. Oh yeah, sixteen hundreds. Um, so that that has seen some tumultuous times in America. We've experienced that night. We, she said they had a ghost cat in the house. We heard the ghost cat. Oh, uh, meow. Uh, there was a point during the night where we kind of ran out of batteries. So the girls ran to get batteries and we, me and my nephew were downstairs and we were like the only ones in the house. And we hear a bunch of movement upstairs. Like somebody was running around. And I was like, what in the world? So I went up there and looked nothing. But when we went back and listened to it on the audio, it sounded like somebody was dancing up there or something. It was just nuts. That's crazy. That's awesome. Things man. were moving around on the table and sliding. You can hear it. I mean, it was just wild. So um, over the summer, maybe it was early spring, I had an opportunity to go to a wedding, a destination wedding up in Vermont. Mm. And the destination uh, was was very much touted to be a haunted destination. Uh, a lot of the people that worked there were like, you know, it was just part of their routine. Like they've just accepted that they were living in tandem with the spirits <laughs> that also inhabited the place, which was kind of crazy because it was almost unsettling the comfort in which they talked about it. Like, oh yeah, you know, when I when I came down to make the coffee this morning, Billy was, you know, kicking his ball in the hallway. Like, Billy? <laughs> oh yeah, you know the ghost that haunts us, like you know the little the boy that died in the barn four hundred years ago. Like wait, 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 wait. You're gonna need to rewind and tell me parts of this story that you have clearly left out. Isn't um, that crazy? How like living with something like that every day it, that they just become it normalizes, very yeah, with yeah. It? yeah. So 
usually when, usually when people do live in comfort with the spirits or ghosts or whatever, they do usually name it, by the way. And <laughs> it has a name. It always has a name. Whether it's the right <laughs> name or not, they do usually name it. And that comfort also, uh, t- it seems, to lead to more interactions. True. Yeah, very The true. more comfortable an environment is and accepting the environment is of the activity, it just seems that there tends to be more activity. Very true. Um, which I think is really cool. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, I asked you about the hotels. Uh, there's one in Alexandria, Abington. Haven't been there yet. No, I haven't been really. Gordon, well, Gordonsville. Exchange Hotel? Yeah. Yeah, we did that one. That place is very cool. So that one's not nearly as old as the uh, the one in Virginia Beach. But it's been several things over the years. Um, and Virginia has a top, you know, they have a top 25 most haunted list in Virginia. And I think they're number two or three on the list. Really? That's yeah. A, right. Yeah. It's a cool place, man. If you ever get a chance to go, because they do public tours all the time. So like, the, the deal with the Exchange Hotel is that it was used as a Civil War hospital. It was. So yeah. That was one of the things it was used for. Lots, yes. lots of life passing in that area. And on top of it. Uh, being used as yeah, it was not also used as a hotel. <laughs> Many of things. Well, um, you were talking about um, we just talked about Gordonsville, and then you were talking about Culpeper earlier. So those are all like really close to us. And then you were telling us right before we started about something with the battlefield on Route Three. Mm-hmm. Um, you should tell them a little bit about that because I yeah. I myself have experienced some stuff in okay. in the house that I live in right now. Yeah, and so in the battlefield on Route 3, like Five Mile Fork area, you know, down by Fawn Lake, if anybody knows where that is, we were out there farting around one night, and a couple of us, you know, we're trying to, you know, use the thermal imager, which is what catches the heat and cold, the hot and cold images on the screen, trying to, you know, capture a person walking across the field, a soldier or whatnot. So we were walking around. It was kind of like, not like tonight, kind of humid and rainy. And um, we walk up in the field there where the Union soldiers, you know, was a stronghold there on Route 3. And I took my, you know, my thermal imager around. And I thought I seen somebody standing in the woods. So I'm like, oh, let's go see who that is. And my son goes, I'm not going, you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, I'll go. So I walked over there and it ended up being like a concrete pillar. So it wasn't a person, which from a distance it did. Kind of a bummer, really, but. Yeah. So I walk back and everybody's sitting in a circle doing an EVP session. And when I walk up, the K2 meter, which is one of our devices that lights up in a couple of different colors when you get responses from spirits, it was lighting up. So whenever we have that happen, we tend to ask questions, try to get responses, and we snap a bunch of pictures in that direction. So I asked a question, uh, since it was a stronghold for the union, I asked a question, well, uh, you know, we're all Confederates here. And when I asked that question, we didn't hear anything at the time, but I caught an EVP of what sounded like a soldier packing the gun, lighting it, and firing it, and it sounded like it was shooting right at me. Because you claimed to be a Confederate. Exactly. Interesting. It was very interesting because it sounded like it was right next to me. That's cool. And it was then, not cool that you, you know, somebody was trying to take shots at you, but, but cool that that experience that you were able to pick that <laughs> cool up. that you were exactly. able to capture it it's on my facebook page if uh, anyone cares to listen yeah let's uh let's let's do some quick plugs uh facebook is uh if you go to fbri Fredericksburg paranormal research investigations um pull us up uh it's been a year ago so you got to go through the post there a little bit to find it but it's in there um it's pretty cool I mean, later on that night, we also heard the same thing in the distance as well as cannon fire later in the night once the traffic died down a little bit. But it's a cool place if you ever get a chance. And it doesn't have to be nighttime either. It could be during the day. You experience things. It doesn't really matter the time of the day, really. I've been in Gettysburg in the daytime and swarping down. I've seen a soldier standing there by the glisten of the light Yeah. in the past. I mean, yeah. My friends and I used to walk back there when I was a teenager, so... Um, like my, my parents live in Lake Wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to walk that road all the time. 
Um, it is it is very eerie. Um, there were a couple nights when my friends and I would just like park and then kind of walk real close to like the field. Mm-hmm. Um, the field is very serious at night. Like a lot of times there will be like really dense fog in it. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like humid or anything. Yeah, it's um, kind of crazy. Yeah, I was telling him before, like uh, we used to we used to DJ some nights at a bar and I would come home around like, you know, three o'clock in the morning and it didn't matter what time of the year it was, what the weather was like outside. There was just like fog. Yeah. Kind of creepy. You never know what you catch. I mean, when I go there, I'm trying to catch a soldier or something, walk across the field. That's like my ultimate goal when I go to a battlefield. Yeah. Has it happened yet? Yeah. (laughs) Keep on going. That's all you can do. Yeah. So we talked about EVP. We talked about shadow play. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some other presentations. Um, I am familiar with knocking, mm-hmm. um, which, as, as I understand it, is exactly what it sounds like. It is the response via nothing but knocks. Knockback. Um, where you'll ask questions and you'll get, you know, one knock for this, two knocks for this. And, and sometimes it's, it's not coherent at all. It's just knocking sounds, but knocking is apparently very common. Very common. Uh, we try that every time we go somewhere. Um, not every time you get a response, there has been times where you do get a knock back and usually it's right away. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, sometimes you hear a noise that's just floor creaking or something else, you know, in the house. But, yeah, there is times where we, you know, we definitely try to catch that because, you know, we want to ask questions and get responses, you know, and that's perfect when that happens, you know, whether we use the knock system or flashlights, mm-hmm. you know, we set up two or three flashlights and try to get responses that way, too. I mean, there's all kind of ways, really. So with the flashlights, is that like – um like a search searching for like, like the specter kind of effect where you're looking for something that's cutting the path of the light. Uh, kind of just them affecting, using their affecting the path of the light rather. Basically just the spirits using their energy to turn the light off and on. Okay. That's basically it. I mean, you turn the flashlight to where the point where if you touch it, it turns on. And, uh, that's cool. When that happens, that's really cool. Uh, doesn't always happen though. But when it does and you get start getting responses from it, like turn it on, turn it off. You know, if there's two people in a room, make it flash twice, things like that. And when it starts doing that, then you're That's like, really wicked. You're like, wow. All right, so let me get cliche. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buckle up, because it's about to get real cliche. Ready. Ouija boards. Mm, don't like them. Don't like them. Why? They are a toy. You can buy them at the toy store. At the store, it's... It opens up doors and people get on there and play around with them, asking the silly questions, you know, this and that. But bad spirits come in. It's a, it's a way so, to bring in things. So you, you said you said it's a toy. You can buy it in a toy store. But it sounds to me like you're one of the people that believes this is not a toy. It's definitely not a toy. It was made into a toy, but it should not be a toy. I have a story about a Ouija board. We were... <laughs> at an investigation down on route two in Spotsylvania. And we came to visit the homeowner and we did a little quick tour around the house. You know what I mean? And we go into this one room. It's kind of like a catch-all room. I had my little K2 meter and we go in this room and I keep getting a hit on this one clear tote. And it looks like it's all toys in it. And I'm like, well, I spin it around. I keep getting a spike. And I'm like, well, it could be the HVAC equipment, the water heater that was all in there. Right. So, we finished doing what we're doing. They agreed to us to come back. We come back. We go through the whole night. It's like 2.30 in the morning. We go, oh, yeah, we got to go back in that room and see what was in that tote. So we go back in there, same spikes, you know. And I go, well, let's see what's in the tote, you know. So we start pulling out baby dolls and cars and trucks, and boom, there's a Ouija board. Mm. And I'm like... I love Whoa. it. I love it. I love it. See, I don't like Ouija boards. Never have. Oh, uh, no. It's, I mean, we've all farted around with them. I know I had when I was younger. When, it, I, when I was a kid, definitely, yeah. definitely fiddled with the Ouija board. Never, but, never but liked them. Yeah. But, uh, so we took it out, put it in the living room and we were like, what do we do with it? You know? And 
the guy was like, well, you guys can keep it. I said, buddy, I'm not taking this thing <laughs> home with me. <laughs> I'm no party. You're going to keep it. You do what you need to do with it. You take your demon board elsewhere. So when we opened it, and we all heard this that was there, all six or seven of us, it made like a roaring sound when we opened the thing. Like a roar. I was like, Mm-mm. did y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, you're definitely keeping this board, buddy. I'm not taking it. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to be a nope for me. But uh, <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, I've watched some stories on TV, my ghost stories and all that about Ouija boards, how they tried to burn it. It wouldn't burn. They threw it out the window on the side of the road and ended up back at the house. I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a toy, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, my friends and I got one one time and we went to Alum Springs Park like in the middle of the night and played with it and it moved. And then we were pretty much done with it. We took it to the dump after that. We were like, okay, no moss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. We didn't even wait for it to like spell anything. Like it just moved a little bit. We were like, mm, yeah, put I it mean, back. <laughs> put it back. It I think will, it will mess with you. Like, you know, yeah. I, I think know. no one thought that it was really going like, to do anything. Move? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't mess around with them. And, <laughs> There's plenty of times we talk to people who contact me via, you know, message on Facebook or email or whatever. And, you know, sometimes they say they mess around with Ouija boards and, you know, they just bring in bad things. Mm. You know, they open doors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't know what they're doing when they mess with them things. You're asking silly questions. Oh, make the light turn on. Oh, do this. Do that. And (laughs) that's the kind of stuff likes to do things like that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. I'll tell you I'm here. You know, so... That's cool. That is pretty wicked. Uh, let's see here. 22. 22 minutes in. Um, we're still just uh, we're ahead of the curve. Um, yeah. I was going to jump into the most haunted places in the U.S., mm-hmm. but I'm just not interested um, so much <laughs> in what the article has to say so much as questions that I want answered. Um, ask questions then that's what i'm saying we can always do this later yeah we don't always have experts (laughs) (laughs) we don't don't always have guests um so for people wanting to you know curious people that are wanting to uh dip their toes in the water uh where would you suggest somebody wanting to just introduce themselves to to the paranormal the paranormal um, I, I personally, uh, I, I was introduced from, you know, the, the TV shows on the, on the ID channel and like the, yeah. the, the high, the higher, the higher cable channels. A lot of people do that. Um, I've actually gained some equipment from people in the past who wanted to get into this and they buy some things and they do one or two and realize how hard it is to actually find mm-hmm. a place to investigate. Then I end up either buying their equipment or whatnot. But, uh, what I would suggest is there's plenty of groups in the area, whether it's here in Fredericksburg or Richmond or surrounding counties, that do public investigations where they allow the public to come in and investigate for a small fee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're at a, we just did one last weekend. We were at the cabin on 360. And only three people showed up, had a bunch of can- cancellations right on the day of, which happens mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, but, you know, from... Usually six to twelve, seven to twelve, you know, eight to one time frame. Usually on a Saturday night is where you can come in and pay small fee. You know, investigate with us. That's pretty cool. Use our equipment. Bring yours if you have any. You know what I mean. And if you're interested in it, then you get a taste of it to see how it really is. Because it really isn't that easy. I mean, yeah, you can go out and buy all the equipment. It, it's patience, right? More than anything else, it's patience it's because patience. you're not going to get a hit every time. You're not going to get a hit, and there's been um, places we went and didn't catch anything. Right, right. You know? I've, heard, I've heard that before, too, where like you'll you'll go to a notoriously active place mm-hmm. and get nothing. Yeah. And then you'll come back for a second and third trip and get nothing. Exactly. Um, and, and you'll have other people who go in 15 times. It's like, yeah, there's definitely activity here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what that's what I would suggest. You know, just Facebook has all that stuff on there. Like, there's plenty reach of groups out. in there. Reach out. And several groups that I'm become friends with here recently, they do a lot of this stuff, especially down Richmond and Ashland down that way. You know what I mean? So 
there's all, there's plenty of avenues to, if you're interested then to do one of those. And that way, if you don't know what to do while you're there, you kind of pick up on what everybody else is doing. Right. Then you can do it yourself. And you've got a couple events coming up too. So I do. for people in the area that want to dabble and, and, and maybe get an introduction, mm-hmm. they can reach out to your local events. Yeah. We have a, uh, private event coming up October 5th at the Old Stone Warehouse in Fredericksburg down on Sapphire Street. It's the same day earlier in the day that they're going to have that troll market. Is it? Yep. The Fred- 453rd annual Fredericksburg nice. troll market. <laughs> Maybe that'll kick up some spirits yeah. for us that night. Um, I, know, I know the guy running sound for that event. You might get some free plugs. <laughs> Sweet. So RVA Paranormal, which is friends of mine down in Richmond, uh, Glen Allen Way, they're going to do that investigation with us. Very We're going to cool. team up and do that one. Uh, October 18th, we're doing a public uh, event at the Fredericksburg Library down on Caroline Street. Very nice. And that one's open to the public, so you just have to contact the library on that one or pull it up on the site. I just posted it tonight on my Facebook page. So if you're interested on that, I think you got to contact the library or Judy Miller okay. and uh, you know get signed up for that. I think there's 10 people going right now, as of now, and we got a long way to go to October 10th sure, or 18th. Sure. How, uh, is there a cap? I don't think so, no. Okay. I haven't been told there was a cat. Okay. I mean, the more the better is what I see. Cause Absolutely. We're basically doing a rundown of how an investigation goes. and A tutorial. Yeah. I like basically it. what we're doing now, just talking about stuff. I like it. That's awesome. That's the 18th. Write that, that down. That is the 18th. The 18th. So, <laughs> write, write that down. Okay. And we can't forget about September 27th through the 29th, which is the Paracon at the Bell Grove right. Plantation in King George. I'm really excited about that. I think write I might that, actually write that down too. You yeah. guys need to go to that. Really. We, might, we might show up and do some on-scene reporting. Contact Michelle at the Bell Grove and see what see what you Michelle, guys could do to get the there. Bell that's yeah. really. I mean, you got some TV people coming, some celebrities off TV. Yeah, maybe maybe that's exactly. We should do a field trip episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that would instead, be fun. instead of going live, maybe we just do some recordings and stitch them together and do like a bonus episode. That's that's pretty That'd cool. Be cool. I would recommend that really. Yeah. Yeah. You got Amy and Adam. Do you know you guys know who that is from Kindred Spirits? Mm-hmm. They're going to be there. I've seen it, yeah. Is that it's one of the TV shows on the... Oh, uh... Uh, they're on the Travel Channel. Travel, they used okay. to be part of the Ghost Hunters team. So that's the one I know, yeah. the Ghost Hunters. Yeah, they were part of that years ago. Okay. Um, Very cool. That's coming up. Uh, I think that's all I have right now. I mean, I've talked to a couple homeowners here recently about doing possibly some investigations, but I haven't really heard anything back on that. So, oh, so let me ask you about that. What, like, when people when people come in, or will they ask you to come in? Mm-hmm. Like, what do what are a lot of people looking for? Are they looking for you to try to get rid of them, or are they looking for like confirmation that they're not crazy? Most of the time, it's confirmation that they're not crazy. Okay, you know, like <laughs> like the one person I just spoke to a couple nights ago. They're renting, uh, it's a house in Rico County, you know, it's 1940s house. They just moved in and they're seeing shadow people mm. and things like that. So, you know, we talked back and forth. I hadn't really heard back, you know, that's it. Basically this one answers. Uh, there was every now and then you'll find somebody that wants to get rid of it. And mm. if that's the case, I have contacts, you know, some people that can do that, get rid of the spirit. But that's definitely that. not something that you are. I do not do yeah. that now that part i don't do but that's basically it i mean i get emails and stuff all weekly from people i mean i've helped kids on school projects and you know i even had one lady one time who was trying to buy a house and it was an old farmhouse i forget where it was it's been empty for a while and several people move in and move out and she wanted me to do some research on it you know what I mean? Because it seemed a little funny that nobody was living in it for quite a while. <laughs> sure. She's like, can you make sure this place isn't haunted exactly. before I move in? Thanks. So we did. You know what I mean? And by the time I had got done and everything, she's like, well, thank you. And I appreciate it. But I'm really not interested in the house anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, okay. So have you ever been in a situation where you've had to tell someone, no, that the boards are creaking. It's not. There's nothing going on in your house. There's just... <laughs> yeah, a you're, couple times. You're, you're, yeah. No, you're you're actually not. This is there's a branch clearly scratching against that window. I can see it. Yeah, like, we've we've done that before. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, you know, if, if when they see things, they get a little carried away. The imagination yeah. runs, and they kind of think it's everything happening. Like it all leads to this, to this, to this. But that's all we can do is that. I mean, we did do an investigation one time where it was the tree was hitting the window in the in the daughter's bedroom. She was wigging out, you know. Right. Just need to trim the bushes. And meanwhile, <laughs> when when you pointed it out, was there a wash of relief? Or? They were they were relieved. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. Um, see, I, 
I grew up with ghost stories and, yeah. uh, and like there was a ghost train that used to drive, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, it would, and the train tracks were abandoned. So like when you heard a train at two o'clock in the morning and you knew that the train tracks were abandoned that were next to the house, like, well, where the hell is that sound coming from? Yeah. Then? And it was just a known thing in the, in the area where I, well, like the, the, when I was a little kid, the town that we grew up, it was just known the ghost train. That's just, <laughs> it was a thing. Um, and then I grew up in, uh, after I left New Jersey, I moved to a small country town called Luray. Okay. Um, and Luray has its own little hotbed of activity. Yeah, it has. Um, I, I did an investigation in Stanley, Virginia, which is right outside. Right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. That my uh, when I first moved to uh, Virginia, my I, my third grade year was spent in Stanley Stanley mm-hmm. Elementary School. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of really creepy um, areas. Uh, I remember one time, I believe I was 16 or 17, maybe uh, 16 or 15. Um, after band practice one night, we didn't have enough room in the vehicle for all of us to leave. So somebody, one person, had to sit behind alone in the dark, pre-cell phone era, mm. uh, outside of the shop, which was locked. I don't know why I couldn't wait inside the shop. Uh, but I'm locked outside the shop, and it's like dark in the middle of like a like farmland there's no street lights so i am sitting by myself in the dark leaned up against this building and there's nobody around i don't hear any cars it's just silent and i hear galloping and it sounds like it sounds like it is coming in my direction and then gone like it just passed by me couldn't see anything could just just darkness and then two or three minutes later the car came back so did you guys well. did you guys see any horses or cows or anything <laughs> running free? <laughs> nope. That's pretty neat. Horses running free. But yeah, I, I know that there's definitely some activity in those areas. Um let's uh let's let's shift gears for a moment here. Cause we're hitting that halfway point. Uh time for one of my favorite segments. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat it. All right. You longtime listeners know that uh, our wonderful sponsor, the 540 Foodie Chick, Miss Courtney herself, prepares us these lovely mystery munchies uh, for me to enjoy um, to showcase her incredible culinary abilities. She has brought me delicious treats like a pumpkin spice meatloaf. Which I will never stop telling the stories <laughs> about. Spice meatloaf. Yes, it's a real thing and it yeah. is delicious. It is a real. Wow. It is real and delicious. It's that time of season. Oh man, it, it is. <laughs> it is pumpkin spice season, and I am. It's ready. coming back. I am ready. There is nothing this girl can't pumpkin spice. If it is a food <laughs> item, she can make a pumpkin spice version of it. Uh, also, the beignets. Oh, my gosh. Let's get some pumpkin spice beignets. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I need to make like a pumpkin spice cream cheese filling oh and freeze listen it to, and make listen beignets. To listen to her. She's dangerous yeah. to be around. <laughs> that, that sounds good. Pretty sure I'm pre-diabetic. It's not no. good. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so today for Mystery Munchies, we have a Spanish rice. Uh, I only know that because uh, you let it slip before the show started. I know. I'm a um, terrible but, secret keeper. But while I eat this with my fingers, please tell us, tell our audience about this Spanish rice. Okay. So my grandmother requested today that I make her beans and rice. Um so I was there helping her and I was like, well, let me do this. And I was like, well, I'll just bring some to the show. This is what my mystery munchies will be tonight. Um, so it's rice with rice and vermicelli with lots and lots of different spices. So there's like garlic and chili powder. There's cumin, all kinds of good stuff in there. And, and it's or, legit. You know why? Organic I know? red beans because you're eating it. Because it reminds me. <laughs> It reminds me of the little Spanish place that I used to eat at when I was in college, a little privately owned hole in the wall Spanish place. I don't even remember the name of it. It might have been like Mi Puerto or Mi Casa or some, something Mexican. Something yeah. me something. <laughs> um but like that, you know, they all that that's their go to is the beans and rice is the side dish. Yeah. Um but the spice combination has like it just reminds me of that specific place. Like, yeah. oh so good. Authentic Spanish feel. 
well, if I can't make Spanish food, that, something is wrong. That's something a is something is horribly wrong if you mess up Spanish food. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so. Courtney has Spanish background, and though it's not visibly apparent, but it's true uh, for our listeners. So if you ever hear Courtney say something Spanish that is offensive, it's okay. She's allowed. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She better not call anybody Fredo though. <laughs> that's a, that's Italian. That's our word. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was a reference to another show on the station. And if you kind of picked up on it, <laughs> if, you, if you listen to Shock Monkey Radio on Mondays with Scott, you uh, you could uh, I think this past Monday, not not this past Monday, the prior Monday, there was a great uh, rant about uh, the whole Fredo Fredo conflict. Um, and if you're not familiar with the Fredo conflict, watch the news. What are you doing? <laughs> Become familiar with the country you live in. Jeez, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, that is our mystery munchie segment. Thank you very much, Five Four Foodie Chick, for always providing us with delicious, delectable treats. Uh, get in touch, Five Four Foodie Chick on Facebook. Place your orders early. It does take her time. She does get backed up, especially in the fall seasons. Oh my gosh, yes. So if you want to order cupcakes, uh, might I might, might I recommend the bacon chocolate cupcakes? Also, the sriracha ch- cupcakes. Banging the chocolate sriracha cupcakes. Oh, yeah, those I are pretty say. bomb. Oh, so good, so good. Order cupcakes, y'all. It's time. <laughs> pumpkin spice sriracha cupcakes. I know there will be pumpkin spice things coming <laughs> next week. You so. did say bacon chocolate. I did. Yeah, not a joke. Wow. <laughs> these are these are serious cupcakes for serious people. Well, you know what's funny about that <laughs> is you know when we were standing outside the other night and you were um telling the the guy that you used to work with about the bacon chocolate cupcakes Uh when uh I brought them. Yeah. So I was thinking about it the other night and I was like, I should put that on my fall menu. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So for you guys that don't know, I on my Facebook, I post like a fall menu that people can order anytime in the fall. So I was thinking that I would do the bacon chocolate cupcakes, but do Guinness bacon chocolate cupcakes. Oh man. Wow. And I was like, I'll take I think that might work. I'll take one. two. Dozen. I, need, I need to try one. <laughs> you should. You should absolutely. We should. We should plan a follow up show. Yes. Yes. And we will strategically place. Yes, we will do the Guinness cup- bacon chocolate cupcakes. We'll have to make that one a video show. Yes. Because we're sure. gonna if we're gonna feature something that looks pretty when you're finished making it. We should definitely show it. Yeah. We've done that. We've done a, a couple where we should have shown the treat for the the, the episode. Yeah. My narwhal cake. Yeah, that narwhal. I did take a picture of that though. The narwhal cake was awesome. Um, but yeah, mystery munchies. Reach out to five four zero foodie chick. It's time. And also, if you stick to the fall menu, because it is the stuff that she is in the process of regularly making. Because you know fall menu, right? You're more likely to get your products faster. Yes. If you stick to For the sure. me- if you stick to the menu, custom sure. custom orders take longer. And if you ever hear anything on here that you would like. Just let me know, such as my pumpkin spice meatloaf. I I cannot say. Like, <laughs> it sounds silly. It sounds different. It but... sounds silly, but it was so good. And it's not like, it wasn't like a sweet meatloaf. Right. It was. Um... It just had that, that taste that, like, it's hard to describe, but it was. It was legit. It was good. Yeah. Instead of ground beef, I did ground turkey and I mixed like apples and just the pumpkin spice, no like sugar or anything in there. And then I made like a, a spiced um, barbecue sauce to put on, on top of it. It was wow. actually really good. Dangerous, I, right? I Dangerous. You're, I can see. <laughs> I can see you looking like. Unusual combination. These are plates that if they're in front of me. Like I I'll won't try. stop when I'm full. Like I will just continue shoveling food into my because the yeah. taste is so good. And what, oh yeah, and I did those the the whipped sweet potatoes oh, with it. Yeah. yeah, those were bomb. The whipped sweet what? potatoes. Those yeah. were super bomb. I'm, I'm about to check it out. <laughs> we need to do Thanksgiving at the station again. That's yeah, what we need to do. For sure. Okay, so wow, that was a long mystery munchies. Mm, well, get me talking about food, and that's yeah, what no, happens. No doubt. Five for a five for a foodie chick. Reach out today. Mystery, I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna eat it. Weird news, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the weird news. 
This week in weird news, let's talk about this London dungeon. No, no, no. No what? Why? Why? Why is there a dungeon with staff in modern day London? Dungeons are supposed to be done. They mm-hmm. are supposed to be. But this one is not. So. so apparently the staff of this London dungeon reveal the spookiest things that have ever happened to them at work. From odd whispers to ghostly figures. This is a mirror.co.uk uh, article. We use a lot of articles from mirror.co.uk. Their weird news is the best weird news, the in my weird. opinion. <laughs> um, we get a lot of really great articles from mirror.co.uk. And they have, like, right at the top, you go to the mirror, right at the top, weird news, big bold letters. You can go right to it, one click. Yes, it's <laughs> good. Excellent. Um. <clears throat> So Kevin Haney, who is the performance operations manager at the Thule Street Dungeon, there's more than one. There is more than one. Why are there multiple functioning dungeons in London? What is going on? I mean, you don't know their story. That's the end thing. (laughs) Bitch, you don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know their story. You're right. It's Fifty Shades of London. Um, at the, t- at the Tully street dungeon, I was walking through the show spaces at the end of the day and poked my head into the bedroom set to check for persons potentially left in the show space. <laughs> at the end, I, at, at the end of the set, I could see what I initially thought was one of the performance teams sitting at the end of the bed in costume. It looked like the figure of a woman in a Victorian dress sitting with her hands on her lap, staring at me. I called out to tell the actor to move on, but even as I was speaking, I felt a strong sense of dread and unease and knew that whatever it was, it wasn't an actor that had stayed on position at the end of the day. Nothing happened when I called out, but I could see the but the figure I could see remained in place. I stood in the doorway and stared at it for a few seconds, attempting to focus and uh, it became clear to me as it was what I was staring at. The more I focused, the clearer the figure was becoming. I closed the door to the room and stood a while trying to gather my thoughts with the intention of opening the door again in a few seconds to see that the figure had gone or to see the jacket or bedding or whatever it was clearly. A few seconds passed. I reopened the door to look in. I could see the figure once again sitting at the foot of the bed. I then closed the door again and retreated back to the green room to find another team member. I opened the door and once again looked into the space, but this time with my colleague, and it was gone. She entered the room and I reluctantly followed, both of us trying to find a coat or rag or anything that I could have visually misconstrued as a figure at the end of the bed. I brought up the house lights too, but we could find nothing. Okay, so this is where he made his mistake. Um, in the very beginning of the story, he says, at the end of the set, I could see what I initially thought was one of the performance team sitting at the end of the bed in costume. It looked like a figure of a woman in a Victorian dress. Right there. I quit. See, that was the mistake right there was where you should have quit the job and walked out of the building. No. <laughs> um, put yourself in this guy's shoes. Do you close the door and then open it a second time? Or do you stop and go get help first? I don't know. Not me. I'll stay, take pictures. And <laughs> ah, you're a braver man than I am. Man, I would have I would have opened the door and I would have seen the figure and I'd have called out to it. And if there was no reaction, I would have closed the door not like, waited and, and then opened the door. We're done I would here. I would have been done the first time <laughs> and then got back up. That is insanity. I don't know. I would have loved it. You never know what you're going to do until you're there. Yeah, I mean, situations, man. You just don't know how you're going to react, especially with that. So uh, this one is uh, after a PR shoot. I was here around midnight. I was dressed as Jack the Ripper, so I went to I went back up to 10 bells to put my costume back. When I opened the door, I took a step inside from the other side of the room. Someone shushed me very loudly. I was the only one in the building. So I threw the costumes and ran. This is, this is someone I can get along with. (laughs) (laughs) I was the only one in the building. So I threw the costumes and ran. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Same, same dropping everything and booking it. EK says, this is my speed. This is my spirit person. Uh, then the next day when telling someone what happened, a door next to us opened and slammed shut. Wow. We thought it was someone messing around playing a joke. So we went to see who was there and there was no one on the other side of the door. Bum, bum, bum. Sounds right. Sounds like my kind of place. Once again, that was the part where I quit. 
right there. Right there. That was me saying, nope, done. I love the headshots in this article, too, by the way. All these people that are telling these stories are accompanied by, like, their headshots. (laughs) People, I like it. It's funny. Um, I have a spooky story from when the seance show first came up. It was the first day that seance went live. I was playing Flora, and I was waiting for the void. I was waiting in the void for the group. Uh, I had walked past. I had walked past the props in the Sweeney Todd room and was waiting. I then heard some whispers and noises coming from the show space. I thought I had missed a group, so I went inside thinking there would be guests inside. There was no one there, and the whispers seemed as though they were coming from the props. The audio from the show had started playing on its own, really quietly. The effects in the show then started resetting themselves, popping up and down sporadically. Wow! No, no I'm <laughs> done. I I am quitting this job <laughs> ten more times. I'm moving to London. No, I'm good. <laughs> so he says, much, let me at it. So much activity. Um, I don't know. That is that is a lot. There that are seems like an excessive amount of activity, but you never know. I think these come from a couple of different dungeons too. Oh, yeah. okay. So, because like, because this one is referring to Thule Street again, but there was one earlier that was talking about something else. Um, so yeah, there are a bunch of other stories on this, uh, this article, check it out. Uh, mirror.co.uk weird news, um, London dungeon. Look it up. Let's check this next story. Oh, I got a news. This picture is from Fredericksburg. Oh, it's a message to the plank, not to us. No, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just saw a thing pop up. Oh. Um, let's see here. Go back to my articles. Ghost Hunters Revival. This is a, this is something I already knew about, but but I'm sure actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure everyone in this room knew about it, but it's worth mentioning. Uh Ghost Hunters Remi- Revival among five paranormal series ordered by Annie. Five paranormal series. Right before we went live, we were talking about how like it, you know, if someone just started taking this seriously. Like some scientists get some like mm-hmm. money behind it. Maybe we're gonna make some headway. Exactly. Um A and E ordering five paranormal series, one of which being Ghost Hunters, takes a step in the right direction. They're trying to keep up with Travel Channel. <laughs> but still, I mean, to order five shows in addition to what Travel Channel's doing, like we're starting to see an upswing. There like, is this is good. There was nothing there for a while. Yeah. As far as on TV, that is. Um, so we already know Ghost Hunters. Uh, Psychic Kids uh, mm-hmm. is going to follow Ghost Hunters. Yes. Um, and 10 years ago, uh, the show Psychic Kids uh, chronicled the journeys of children who were learning to control their abilities, and it changed their lives. Uh, in the new eight-episode series, those original kids who are now successful young adults uh, will work to empower a new generation of young psychics alongside trained, licensed therapists. That's really flipping cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's amazing um, to me. That came on last night, actually. I missed it. I, I'm going to watch it, I guess, on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out, too. August uh, August 21st was the premiere, I believe. Oh, that was just Wednesday. Yeah, yes. that was yesterday. That <laughs> was the premiere. Yeah. Ghost Hunters was on as well. The new version of Ghost Hunters. Uh, Trey the Texas Medium. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch these because I, I've been stuck on strike. I haven't heard of that one. I yet. haven't heard of this one either, but it looks like it's an independent production that has been picked up by Annie. Looks like Anth produced by Anthony E. Zucker with conjunction with Main Event Media and all three Media America company. But I haven't heard of any of those entities, no. so I assume that this is probably something that's independently produced that yeah. Annie picked up. Uh, celebrity ghost stories. I saw some of the commercials for these. I've heard, I've watched that a time or two. Um, and I think that something like this is um, potentially detrimental to the field um, because you could see uh, it being abused by celebrities trying to stay in the limelight after their pa- time has passed. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, because if you end up getting a bunch of like B-list celebrities, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like, okay, well, you have flavor flavor this is telling you about this is just somebody trying to yeah. remain relevant. Yeah. Now you get Jay Z or Beyonce telling a ghost story on Celebrity Ghost Stories, like, okay, these guys aren't trying to stay relevant because they just are relevant. Mm-hmm. Now you've got me. 
Could you imagine having to listen to Matthew McConaughey tell you a ghost story? It would be the most beautiful ghost story ever. I don't know. I, I think it'd be all right. All right. All right. Um, no, how about, uh, see, I, I always, I go the other way with it. Matthew McConaughey, that, that's good. Patrick Warburton. Okay. To tell me a ghost story, Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, I was uh, standing in the corner of the room. I was halfway walking there. Christopher Walken, telling a ghost story. I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm so into that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right on that one. Cardi B. Nope. Oh, nope. God. <laughs> it's cool that you can do your own sound effects, but I don't want to hear your ghost story. <laughs> Yo, her voice. Her voice makes me just want to be done with life. Oh, man. Uh, world's biggest ghost hunt. That's coming up. Uh, that centers around five investigators who are locked inside the Penhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania for two weeks to document unexplained recent reports of paranormal activity. That's two hours special. Two weeks. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Two weeks. One night is too much for me. Like to, to spend one night in a, in a, in a, place with a lot of activity would make me really uneasy and uncomfortable and i don't know if i could do it uh to to imagine to imagine weeks is crazy to me well, that is a big place so you need you know at least a couple of days i guess but two weeks is kind of long you know what i mean two weeks is a long yeah, time it's a long time you might be down for the count after that I feel. I, mean, I just feel like that would be like a lot of energy that you would be using to like, especially if there was activity there. I'm gonna have to watch that though. Two hour special. Yeah, that's what it's a two hour special. Um, we got about eight minutes left. We got one story left. Uh, it's about a child ghost caught playing by the staircase in a haunted house in the middle of the night. Uh, the spooky footage has emerged after it was captured on a home security camera. So I'm watching this, and the skeptic in me says that um, this is a glass reflection. But after going back to the clip a couple times, there is a smoky quality to... There's a smoky quality to the image that that, that doesn't sit right with me. Um, Let's see what you got there. I don't know. Is it, is it still playing? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I see that. See, see how it kind of has that like that right smoky there. look to it. Let me see if I can go back again. Right there, there's something's moving. Yeah. Uh, I don't know on that one. I the, mean, see, the first at first glance, it almost looks like it, it could be a reflection off of glass that might be in front of the uh, security camera. But a, then, like in later in the clip, it kind of has like this. It looks less like a reflection and more smoky. Like right there is the smoky part. Oh no. Stop. Ugh. Stop it. <laughs> the next video started playing. Somebody has a horrible skin condition. I feel bad. <laughs> but it does I, I I saw what you were talking about. Like it looked like almost like someone took like the like the blur tool and yeah, like yeah, yeah. just kind of yeah, like blurred there's... like a it doesn't look like it's quite. Well, at first it looked like somebody was walking there, but then, because window, I mean, it could have been anything. Like, there's plenty of apps now that kind of fakes things like that. Like, yeah, you know. So, yeah, I get a lot of that from people as well. They send me things, and what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Yeah, it looks cool, but I really wasn't there, and I don't want to say it was this or that because yeah. I, I wasn't there. You know? Have you ever have you ever gotten videos that you can definitely tell that it's faked, like? Like, since you've seen some, like, uh, I guess you could say uh, organic, like, shadow images um, for yourself, have you ever gotten videos that you're like, yeah? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> uh, there was one where I didn't get to investigate this place, but I went and talked to the homeowners, and they had a newborn baby, and they had a little baby cam. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why don't you use that? You know, right. they kept hearing things in the hallway and such. So anyway, she put it up and every time it moves, you know, it sends alert to her phone. Well, she sent me the video, two or three videos, actually. Uh, and it looked like a man standing in the hallway. 
at like 3.30 in the morning. That's crazy. Oh, see, and what you do in that situation is you burn your house and you move. And the cats and the animals <laughs> reacted to it, and they went towards it and freaked out and ran away. So, you know, I don't want to say that was fake, but again, I wasn't there, but it sure looked like a man standing in the hallway. Now, there were two other men that lived there. So, like I said, I seen like a an arm and a leg and looked like a head, but, yeah, you know. I guess you just never really know unless you're there yourself. Yeah, but. I mean, you you can't go, oh, yeah, that was a ghost, because you really wasn't there. I mean, because that's right. what they want you to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's a ghost, but. Uh, Speaking of, like, baby cams, have you ever seen the videos of, like, the of the babies that, like, stand up on top of their crib and then yeah. just, like, fall straight back, and you're like, holy shit, like, what was that? Why, why is that co- as common as it is? Like, you can look those videos up of kids yeah. standing yeah. on the banisters of their, like, like doing these balance BMACs. How is that not, like, a thing that's on the news every night, that, that this is just a thing that kids do? I mean, do you think that, like, do you think that children are more approachable and that's why it seems as though oh yeah kids are definitely like kids will tell you the truth that's the the best thing about children is they will tell you the truth they will tell you i've seen something in the closet i've seen something in the hallway Mm -hmm. they won't try to i don't want to say fake it because like i said imagination tends to run with older people right you know what i mean when they when they think they see something but kids will definitely tell you the truth and the crib thing i don't we might have done that too when we were little. Just everybody has cameras now, so everybody's right. capturing everything. <laughs> but there is a friend of mine who sent me, you know, he turned me on to her uh, Instagram page, and she's been having, she's got a newborn baby with things going on in the crib as well. Like the baby's responding to things and just weird stuff, and she swears I'm down as paranormal. Uh, I'd be like, let me get my kid out of that room. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I definitely want to go there, but she hasn't invited me yet. So we'll yeah. see what happens. But she posts videos almost every day about what she thinks is a spirit. That's crazy. Or I would just have a hard time. Like if I saw that myself, I would have a hard time leaving my kid in there. Yeah. Like I'd probably freak out. Everything's like, there's a camera for everything. Now you got cameras for your pets and stuff. Now you can talk to them from work, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's true. The tech has gotten, it's wild. pretty cool, but a little overboard on the, on the pet thing. I think. <laughs> You know your dog just laying around. You don't yeah. need to see it. At Let me work. check on my cat. <laughs> what are you looking at over there, EK? You're you look He's deep squinting. in thought. Yeah. Um, just just catching up on on notifications that I thought were for us and, and were from for a, I because I'm an admin on 14 different Facebook yeah, pages. You have all the things. So I'll click one and it's the wrong one because I, I see all I see is a notification pop up. So I click it and it's like, this is not us. And then I'm scrolling back. It's not nothing important. Um, poor people need to murder all the rich people. Otherwise, humanity will not survive. That's just okay. What? I don't know. I, this is the thing. The is internet. Is that from the shock the monkey page? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just on Facebook. I. I this is what happens. It sounds like some shit's got um, post. Move go, going back to uh <laughs> to our, our wrap up here. Uh, this has been Center of Infinity, uh, with EK and Miss Courtney, the five four zero foodie chick. Uh, we want to b- do a big, big, big thank you to John from, uh, the Fredericksburg Paranormal research and investigations thank you um we want you to check out his facebook get uh check out the event upcoming at the library check out the paracon that's coming up um anything else you want to plug that's it i mean that's the two events and i got the old stone warehouse on october 5th coming up that's a public event that's basically it for right now uh awesome we're kind of full bore until wrestling season starts my son wrestles in high school (laughs) all right Things come to a kind of a screeching halt for that. I dig it. Because it's a lot of travel. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> but unless somebody really needs me, I'll, you know, I'll make it work. You that know? Sounds good. Well, thank you very, very, very much for coming on, John. We're going to have you get back. Uh, we're going to do a follow-up episode with some cupcakes. Yes, yeah. for uh, sure. <laughs> Got to try it. And uh, we we hope that you all enjoyed our very special episode this evening. Make sure you tune in. Check out of our past episodes. If you like what you hear, make sure you like, subscribe uh follow on social media all that stuff uh you can find our podcast in uh itunes podcasts uh any of a lot of the google play store podcatcher apps you can find uh just search for fxpg public radio or center of infinity and you'll find us um 
anything else? Am I forgetting? Nope. That's it. That's it. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>